This is Youpreneur FM, the official podcast of the Youpreneur Mastermind Community, a place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, and now, here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 288 of Youpreneur FM. Thank you very much for being with me. And you're in the right place if you are a personal brand entrepreneur wanting to build a successful, long-term, highly profitable business based around you, your expertise, your style, your personality, and those that you want to serve. Yes, here on Youpreneur FM, we are all about helping coaches, consultants, speakers, authors, bloggers, podcasters, anybody building a business based around what they know a lot about. And today we've got a great show lined up. Very good friend, Ramsey Taplin, uh, the blog tyrant, is on the show for the very first time actually talking about why, even here, as we eclipse the middle of 2018, we should not be thinking about our blogs as something of the past. In fact, if anything, we should be doubling down on them. However, before we get cracking, just a quick reminder that Youpreneur FM is brought to you by the Youpreneur Mastermind community, the premier online community for entrepreneurs wanting to build a profitable, sustainable business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. Community members get exclusive access to our Acceleration Training Library, which includes everything you'll need to know to build, market, and monetize a successful business. And couple that together with our monthly mastermind calls, discounted tickets to our live events, and access to our enthusiastic, supportive member-only forums, and you've got everything you need to succeed. If you're serious about building the business of you, as I call it, and in the most rewarding profitable way possible, then you must join us. So be sure to head over to youpreneur.com today for more info. So Ramsey has been blogging for a long, long, long time. Other than maybe Darren Rouse, who is the pro blogger, as we all know, he's been on the show many times. Ramsey's probably the only other guy that I would go to to truly learn how to build a sustainable profitable blog that will actually make a difference in the lives of the people that discover and subscribe to it. He's a very, very nice guy, super talented, very, very smart. And honestly, one of the guys that has kind of just kind of blown me away, quite frankly, in regards to what he's done with his blog over the years and the number of people that he's helped get their blogs started. So I know you're going to enjoy this chat. Get your notebook ready because trust me, you're going to need it. Here's myself and Ramsey. So, Ramsey, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure, mate. I've really been looking forward to this because, I mean, we've, we've known each other. We've never met in person, but we've known each other from being online for many, many years now. I mean, what are we talking about? Six, seven years, I think? I think it's a little embarrassing how long it's been. It has been a long time, yes. <laughs> um, but you still have a much better head of hair uh, about yourself than I do. So you've still got that going for you. Uh, look, <laughs> why not? <laughs> All right. Well, look, I, I, I wanted you to come on here. Um, something that, I mean, you are, you're known as a professional blogger, the blog tyrant to be precise. Um, and I, I wanted you to come on initially to sort of talk about, um, 
just sort of building out a blog and working on content and figuring all that out. Um, but I think that there's maybe something a little deeper that we can discuss. And that is that, you know, I mean, you, you just recently published a blog post um, up on uh, blogtyrant.com, which is your, your site. Uh, and it's called Revealed How to Start a Blog and Succeed in 2018. At the time of recording this, already 150 plus comments. Um, by the time this obviously goes out live, there'll be more than that. This is an older post, which you now have fully updated for 2018. Obviously, a lot has changed over the years from a blogging perspective in terms of what works, you know, what doesn't. Um, and I think that, you know, with, with recent changes to Facebook algorithms and all this sort of type of stuff, it's never been more important to build your online home on your own domain. And I always say that you shouldn't build your online home on rented land, such as a YouTube channel or a Facebook group or whatever. So I think the time has come for us to have you on the show to talk about how powerful a blog can be from a, a marketing perspective, but also from an earnings perspective for a personal brand entrepreneur as well. So I, I think probably my first question to you, and this is probably something you hear quite a long time and it's a loaded question it's an easy one for you i personally love my blog i think it's a major mainstay of my business as a whole in terms of creating you know regular content and and serving it up to my my audience but what do you say to people that might be saying things like well blogging's dead and it's all about audio it's all about video where does a blog you know have its place in today's market well first of all that is such an incredible promotion thank you very much for that but um <laughs> and it was a great piece by the way a great piece oh, was it like, how you. many words it looks like there's like ten thousand words on this thing you yeah, could almost turn it into a book <laughs> yeah i mean we turned one of our blog posts into a book that was ten thousand words that's a free ebook on the site but this one's probably four five thousand six thousand words i think um but Good. Yeah, we really wanted to update it from 2014. Like you said, when we first published it, so much has changed since then. And keeping that always up to date uh, was sort of the new strategy for that particular post because it was ranking pretty well on Google, getting a fair bit of traffic. So we wanted to make sure that that was um, as relevant and as insightful for new bloggers um, as much as we could. But yeah, blogging has changed so much from when I first started. I was like a kid in college, um, totally bored with my degree. And I would, you know, go to lectures and then leave in the middle of them and go and muck around in the computer rooms. This is before, you know, everyone had laptops and smartphones even. <laughs> right. We had big old computer labs. So we'd sit there in the dark and just build blogger websites. And um, I remember first hearing about AdSense. You know, you could put some ads on your site and, you know, and 30, 30 cents every time somebody clicks it. And for a college kid, that was incredible. The idea of getting free money from clicks. And that was sort of what everyone was doing back then. Um, and, it, you know, I was lucky enough to sell a blog for five figures when I was in college. Um, totally fluked that had nothing to do with me being any good at it. Mm -hmm. um, but it was really when I started to see that blogging had so much potential. Um, and that really changed my, my life forever. It was this one fitness website I had. I was pouring my heart and soul into it about my own. I was absolute fitness addict back then. But, um, yeah, really just trying to put up long form, useful information for people and somebody was interested in it. And I realized that, hey, like the internet is now booming. Everybody's getting on it. Um, it's growing all across the world. And as smartphones and tablets and things and, and high speed internet, you know, 
gets access in the developing world as well. We're seeing another boom, but it really, as much as the, as much as blogs themselves might've changed from like a personal web journal kind of situation mm-hmm. to something more advanced, the, I think really the principles are the same. And whenever somebody tells me that blogging is dead or dying, um, you know, you can point them to say Tumblr, um, which has had a billion blogs started last year. Um, and all these other platforms that are starting up, it's really nowhere near dying at all. And especially like you say, you mentioned podcasts, you mentioned videos. Um, and, and these days I notice like a lot of the younger generation calls their Instagram feed their blog, uh, personal blog. So there's all different formats. Um, I am completely agree with you that you shouldn't build your business on something that you don't own. Um, but all those other kind of YouTube podcasting social media accounts, integrating them all together uh, can be quite interesting as well. But it's definitely, it's definitely still growing. Good. Well, I mean, I feel that way as well without a shadow of a doubt. And, uh, you know, I know that many people that tune into this particular uh, show are big, big fans of, of blogs. I mean, and very rightfully too. I mean, you know, you can, like I said, you know, they're in the intro, you, you can't rely on other people's platforms just to bring you, you know, traffic all the time. I mean, Google in itself is, is still, uh, you know, the number one referrer for me. And, and that just goes to show you what years of consistent blogging can do for you from a business perspective. I mean, I love getting, you know, you know, traffic from Facebook and Twitter and, you know, YouTube and everything. But, you know, when Google sends me all that organic traffic on a regular basis without having to spend a penny, that kind of puts a smile on my face. You know what I mean? And it's all down to the fact that I've consistently created great content. Um, so let me ask you this then. If, if we've been blogging for a while, and you have to assume that my audience has been blogging for a certain period of time because they're savvy people, they're not complete beginners, right? So if we've right. been blogging for a while, um, what can we do now in 2018, um, maybe from a content perspective, from an SEO perspective, but keeping that maybe a little uh, simple to follow in terms of tips. Um, and just in terms of a genuine strategy strategy rather to grow a blog now in 2018 moving forward, what are the, some of the things that we should be doing? And more importantly, what are the, some of the things we should be avoiding? That's a really good question. Um, and, you know, I guess for your listeners who have their own, you know, internet property, um, there's so many things to be across, especially from an SEO point of view, because that is constantly evolving and constantly changing. And quite interestingly, Blog Tyrant had a little bit of a penalty um, two years ago, not for anything, um, uh, you know, black hat or anything like that. I've never bought links. It's always a very organic, clean strategy. But it's very interesting to see how even for myself, who is always online and always trying to be across Google and SEO trends to see how I was affected by something I probably should have been paying more attention to. So one of the big things that I'd say from an SEO slash content uh, marketing uh, strategy point of view is that Google's getting better and better at telling, I think, with their algorithms, whether you're solving a query that a person has. Um, and, and really that comes back to whether you're solving a problem that a person is having. Uh, focusing on evergreen content, which a lot of people do, you're always addressing beginner problems. But you know. One example I think of recently, I was helping my friend who has a physiotherapy business. He's um, been struggling. He's you know, number one in Google for a very long time and recently been struggling. I'm mm-hmm. sort of getting the picture that um, people clicking through, for example, um, theoretically speaking, if somebody 
types in physiotherapy in his city and goes to his site and then hits back and visits a bunch of other sites, Google's going to start to get the picture that that site's not solving any problems. It's not Mm. resolving the, the query that those people have. And so one of the things I think is becoming more and more important on your blog is you know, not just quality content because there's quality content everywhere now. Um, everything's got quality content. We're in real content overload at the moment. So really checking to see, is your blog solving problems? And that might be adding tools to, um, you know, the page where people are landing or whether it's comparison tables about, um, you know, if you're doing credit card reviews, for example, comparing all the different features that all of them have. Um, it's really making sure that when somebody lands on your blog from Google, that they're having their problem resolved uh, and not bouncing. Uh, I think that's something that Google's getting better and better at testing um, and comparing websites against. So, you know, those are things like making sure your site loads really well, Mm -hmm. um, really quickly. Uh, And as much user kind of, you know, sometimes it can even be a good idea to sit somebody down and watch them go through your blog, see where they get stuck, see where they uh, have problems, yeah, the usability point of view, I think, is something that is a really good start point for any blogging strategy going forward this year. How do you feel mobile has changed things? Because, I mean, a lot of people are kind of, you know, they're thumbers, as I call them. They thumb through, right, a lot of the content. I mean, like, do you feel like mobile has turned, say, a good-sized blog post like the one we talked about a minute ago, five, 6,000 words, do you feel like people are reading less of the posts in terms of the actual content and sort of just thumbing their way to subtitles and to sections or images that are more relatable to them? Or do you really feel that people are still reading every single word of posts, particularly on mobile? I reckon that is, that's a really good question and probably impossible to answer for everybody, but I think yeah. it's really niche dependent. Um, I know that's a good point. My- yeah. Yeah, I think like one of the things I've noticed for myself, someone who consumes a lot of content just because I'm online working all the time, and I think maybe this has happened, we won't go into politics, but with what you can see in in America with how divided everybody seems to be politically is that we're all going into our own little hubs. Um, I saw a great graphic the other day that talked about Twitter and it was like left-wing versus right-wing people on Twitter and it was a a beautiful kind of um, dot plot graph about how regularly those two groups interact. And it was almost never. So Mm. uh, right-wing people who are posting very conservative content and left-wing people who are trying to change their minds, the content almost never crosses over. So I think in terms of the long-form content, maybe people are looking for one or two places that they can get their stuff from. Um, I think there's an opportunity to cut through in that sense now because there is so much noise out there and people are so confused. Like I myself, I love reading The New Yorker. They have these um, really long, you know, some of the, some of the uh, journalists have spent years researching some of the articles and you'll sit down and it'll take you a day to read, but I always know it's going to be good. It's always going to be researched. And so subscriptions to that site have been increasing quite a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when people are saying that long-form content, nobody's reading it, attention spans are too short, we're seeing their uh, subscriptions skyrocket. Um, uh, so they, sh- they say with their stats anyway. Um, so I do think that, you know, you probably can't ignore the short stuff, um, videos and those kind of things, but I really do think that there is still a lot of room for a long form content strategy and especially, and if only because Google still seems to prefer 2000, 3000 word articles over short mm. things in, t- in where they're going to rank on the front page. 
do you feel like do you feel like you know the whole kind of the the concept of repurposing your content from a blogging perspective has maybe weakened the blogosphere as a whole like do you think people are sort of just taking content from a video or from a podcast and just transcribing it and slamming it up on a website as a blog post i mean is this a good thing i mean does google love us if we do that or you know is it causing like blogs as a whole to become less quality based in terms of the writing itself yeah i think that's that's really interesting and it, again it depends who you talk to like some seos will tell you that that is is some kind of duplicate content that google doesn't want to see and it's thinning that out um but then you also see that you know there are people who watch like my brother for example watches youtube every single day four or five videos while he's at work but has never listened to a podcast Mm. So he's not going to be able to consume your podcast content, but he might consume the content that you repurpose onto, onto YouTube. Um, and what I think that really comes back to is that bloggers, um, small business owners need to get really, I think now and now going forward and maybe, you know, two, three years ago, need to get really good at understanding the data that they have. So everybody's got Google Analytics, everybody's got, you know, webmaster tools and YouTube has its own stats and whatever your podcasting uh, hosting platform, Libsyn, whatever is, all those stats, figuring out how to look at that as a whole and make use of it because, mm-hmm. you know, it's useless to say get a million visitors from Google a month if none of them are converting into email subscribers and sales. So you need to be able to look at, um, you know, I have one article on Blog Tyrant, for example, called How to Increase Your Download Speed. It gets about a 1,000 visitors a day. Uh, I just wrote it up because I got new modem and, um, internet at my house and I was surprised at how slow it was and how much I could speed it up with a few tweaks. Mm-hmm. But that post largely does nothing for me. Um, right. You know, get the visitors and they bounce off. And so, you know, having traffic come to your site is, you know, is pretty useless unless it's converting into some long-term goal. And so I think if people are, you know, wanting to repurpose content on Medium and YouTube and wherever else, you need to be clear that that is having like a positive payoff in the long term for your blog in terms of whether it's affecting rankings, whether it's affecting conversions, whether people are actually going through to your end result. That's a great answer to that question. I mean, I, I kind of feel like, I mean, my, my whole focus from a repurposing perspective is to make sure that if we are repurposing content from the show or from, you know, a YouTube video or whatever, that yes, we might, we might have it just transcribed to begin with, but we can't just slam that up there. You know what I mean? Like we've got to fine tune it and tweak it and particularly break it up into, you know, subtitles and things like that for the thumbers, for the scrollers. Um, And I think it's a, that's a really good answer to to a a good question there um, in regards to, you know, the way, particularly the way that uh, Google is going to see things as well. So, all right, let's change gears a little bit here. Let's talk about making money with a blog, because I think a lot of people might like the idea of starting a blog and, you know, utilizing it for what it can do for them and their kind of their personal brand and kind of placing them in a in in a an expert type of position in their industry and that sort of type of thing but how do you see people monetizing blogs now in 2018 and is it different to what it was two three four five six years ago yeah i mean it's totally different to six years ago um a lot of those things that were working back then are still working now but i think it's become a lot more sophisticated Mm-hmm. Uh, in, than what it used to be. If you look at 
any kind of default successful blog. It's not just the blog. It's a whole website with, you know, all the media that we've been talking about. And then there's back-end membership sites and forums and emailing lists. And you really have to be a bit more sophisticated about how you do it now. But, you know, when people ask me, is it easier to make money now than it used to be? A lot of bloggers who've been around for a long time say it used to be easier in the old days. But while it was easier from the perspective that there wasn't as much competition, I think also it was a lot harder because you had to have more money to do things like build a shop. Whereas now there's a WordPress plugin and you can do it in five minutes. Yeah. Or in terms of um, you know, knowing if your landing page was successful, you say you've got a landing page that leads to a checkout to sell your product. Back in you know, 10 years ago, uh, it was difficult to know why that wasn't converting. But now you can go on Optimizely or Visual Website Optimizer set up a split test and see whether green button, blue buttons performing better, long, short content. So there's so many more tools around now that really require such little education to get them running, you know, successfully to see whether it is going to make you money. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, think, I think people need to move away from advertising and AdSense kind of mentality. I always cringe a little bit when I see new bloggers. I, I get a lot of emails from new bloggers who are saying, like, I can't get accepted to AdSense or... I need to get more AdSense clicks. And to me, like an AdSense click represents, you know, a visitor that you've worked really hard to get to your blog and then they're leaving your site for 30 cents or a dollar if you're lucky. Right, Uh, right. So to me, wouldn't it be better to have that person on a mailing list or in a membership site or signing up for some future content that you can promote to them? And then from a user point of view as well, I think, you know, when you're writing all this content for bloggers, most bloggers... Most people who have a blog really want to help their readers. I don't think there's many people out there who are doing it because they just want to be famous. I think most people want to help people in their niche. Um, And so, you know, ads and advertising, you can't really control where they go after that. Um, But if you're you're selling your own product uh, or an affiliate that you use yourself and then recommend, you're keeping that quality level really, really high. And so you can endorse that. Um, with much more enthusiasm than an ad click. Uh, So I think it benefits the readers a lot more there. So in 2018, I would say, you know, if you're just, if you're trying to figure out how to make money from your blog, um, I would really say start at the end, figure out what the end result is going to be for the people visiting your site, Mm. figure out, um, you know, is it going to be a paid product? Is it going to be a membership site? Or is it just going to be an affiliate that you use and promote and then work backwards from that figure out who would benefit from that write content around that long form detailed content that solves heaps of problems and incorporate that naturally as you know one of the options that will help people solve that problem as opposed to just doing a landing page or a review um, by incorporating it into sort of your story and how it's helped you uh, or about about how you can help people further you can start to craft content um, in a really like targeted narrow way uh, one thing I always talk about with, say, promoting an affiliate product, for example, is let's say you're doing, let's say you've got a website about how to um, to sell or how to how to uh, rebuild a vintage car. Um, you've got a vintage Porsche, for example, and you want to redo it and you want to share that story with others and maybe you want to monetize it. The overall huge core content article could be, you know, how to restore a vintage Porsche. That's ten thousand words of all the steps. But then I think what bloggers forget or miss is that you can break all of that down into such useful subtopics. So on mm-hmm. a vintage Porsche car, uh, car article, 
you then go down to like, well, what about the wheels? What kind of wheels are they using or the interior? Um, what about finding uh, environmentally, you know, secondhand products uh, to use on your car? All of these can become their own subtopics all the way down to like how to safely use a jack to jack up your car or how to safely attach a wheel onto a vintage car, which can then become a YouTube video. And all of that content then feeds into that main post, which then has an affiliate or your own product, which takes people further. But the whole thing is one picture. You're not kind of throwing blog posts on the internet to see what works. It's one crafted strategy. So good. How much more time do you have? <laughs> I, just, like, I, I just love it when I get replies like that, the questions where, I mean, it's like you, you, you know the answer, but clearly you know your business better than I do, as you should do. You know what I mean? Like if, if, if somebody was talking to you about, you know, personal brand business growth, for example, you'd know you'd be able to have a good conversation about that, but I should be able to have a better one. You understand what I sure, mean? Sure, and so sure. like when, when I hear you drop an answer like that, I'm kind of, which is weird because it's, it's Chris Ducker we're talking about here. I'm a little speechless because it's so good. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's kind of, man, it's, oh, God, it's good stuff. Okay. All right. So things have changed, but they kind of haven't. It's still important. I mean, one of, one of my big things is that I always say that you've got to be seen to sell in order to build influence. Do you agree with that? Yeah. To- I mean, like, it's difficult. Uh, it's because that means different thing for for different brands and different people, right? Exactly, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, selling is a really interesting one. I think, um, as your listeners would really would know really well by now, I'm sure listening to your stuff. I mean, I've learned so much from from looking at your stuff over the years because it's one of the things you taught me. I think is that people don't necessarily want to interact with a brand as much as they do with a person. Absolutely. And I think that again feeds back into that whole, um, the whole uh, core strategy we were talking about before is like, it's, it's something that you're doing with your readers. You know, you're not kind of saying necessarily that you're the greatest at it. You're just trying to say, this is what's worked for me. Uh, I'm going to show you how I did it. Um, And so there are so many solutions that can come out of that for you and your readers um, yeah, it's really interesting how it's changing. Mm, it sure is. Okay. So to wrap up here, um, I, I would love to know what you yourself are focusing in on from a, I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. You build a great, successful, profitable business around you and your blog, um, and helping other people's learn, you know, how to blog and, and do it right for the right reasons. What are you focusing on? Where is Ramsey's thought pattern right now in terms of continuing to build your business as a youpreneur, in my eyes, um, through your blog and, and the work that you do online this year? What are you going to be focusing in on? That's a very good question. Um, I think like one of the things I really noticed about the, some of the you know, successes that I've been lucky enough to have on the internet is that they came from tinkering around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed that with almost all of my colleagues like Glenn from Viperchill and Detailed.com in particular and Pat Flynn and all those, all those people, um, Melissa Griffin is incredible, um, really like they tinker around so much and find opportunities. And I honestly feel like I fluked on these things just from tinkering. <laughs> right. And 
it, it feels weird giving myself credit for some of these things because it really just came from experimenting. And I think that's something that more bloggers and more people on the internet should do. Instead of trying to get, you know, the thing you've got to be perfect, just get it out there, mm. test it out, learn from it, you know, muck up a few things. That's okay. Um, as long as you're not hurting anyone or damaging your business, like don't worry so much about that final two or 3%. Um, just focus on getting it out there and learning from it. So for me in 2018, we're building a bunch of plugins. Um, we've never launched WordPress plugins before, but we're doing that. We're going to do a bunch of test runs. Um, and really, I just want to focus in on showing more like the kind of things that I'm working on this year in such a changing landscape. I mean, we, we spoke before the show about how um, more and more every day now I hear about how artificial intelligence and automation is massively changing industries and, and the employment market around the world. Mm -hmm. And there's so many people who are turning to the internet to look for some kind of supplement to their income um, or some extra income to help their family or something they can do on the weekend. So really I'd like to figure out a way to show those people through the things that I'm working on for my own business, how they might be able to tap into the internet uh, to help supplement their income. And a lot of that comes back to experimenting with what, what is working at the moment. Yeah, no, I hear you loud and clear. And it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with these bots and, you know, all these other sort of type of AI type setups where like, you know, just how much, like, are we going to be able to write blog posts without actually writing blog posts in the future? You know what I mean? Like, oh, totally. Totally it's, it's I mean, going to be one really head. interesting, really interesting. Some AI bot uh, won an award for a uh, essay that they wrote. Um, so it's, uh, it's definitely on the way. <laughs> Which is why I think, you know, as, as you clearly pointed out, one of the things you've picked up from me is the importance of putting you in the business. Um, and I think, you know, we should utilize AI and bots and platforms such as YouTube and Facebook and all the rest of it. But understand that at the very core of what we do, we should be there. We should never go anywhere. Um, people want to do business with other people. And I think if you, as long as you are acutely aware of the opportunities and how to use them, that's great. But on, on the exact same coin uh, or the exact same side of that coin, it's important to be acutely aware of what will continue to drive the business growth. And that's you and what you're all about. Totally agree. And I think as that stuff becomes more digitized and as we move into that space more and more, which is unstoppable, it seems to be part of the human evolution now, but I do think there's going to be a large segment of the population, especially online, that is looking for like human contact again mm -hmm. and being present uh, on your business, on your website, not just being a chatbot, I think is going to be massive. Yeah, I agree 100%. Ramsey Taplin makes a, f a, f a formidable a formidable <laughs> entrance here on episode number 288 of Youpreneur FM. Um, thank you, my man. It's great to have you on uh, finally. And let's make sure that we, uh, we get you back again much, much sooner uh, than, than, you know, we, we, we took, uh, we, let's face it, we took too long to make this happen. Let's get you back here uh, as early as possible. Thanks, man. That was a lot of fun. Anytime. Yeah, sure was. For you guys tuning in, want to know a little bit more um, about Ramsey and his work, what he stands for, what he's all about as a youpreneur in my eyes. Anyway, you can head over to blogtyrant.com or click on that links to that. And we'll also link to his epic blog post on how to start a blog and get going this year as well over at the show note page, chrisducker.com forward slash episode 288.
8. I'll be back at you next week here on Uprin FM. Until then, take good care. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love for you to check out the Youpreneur Mastermind Community. It's the go-to resource for everyone wanting to build a profitable, future-proof business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. So whether you're just starting out or if you've been working hard on your personal brand and building your online platform for a while, the Youpreneur Mastermind Community can help you take everything you've been doing to the next level. With lots of training, live mastermind calls, and thriving community forums where you can get the feedback, advice, and more energy and encouragement than you'll know what to do with, the Youpreneur Mastermind Community is the perfect place for anyone wanting to learn how to build, market, and monetize their personal brand. For more info and to get started on your new Youpreneur journey, head over to youpreneur.com today. I'll see you on the inside.